Suspend your disbelief, your rational, analytic mind, just for a minute, just for the length of this podcast. What if all I am about to tell you is the truth? What if the information you will be provided is from a divine source? Just for this time, I am your Axis Mundi. Consider this podcast your channel, your second opinion. When I do a reading, something larger than myself is working through me. So ask what you wish. This is your channel, your doorway to the divine. Welcome to John's Tarot. Welcome to you from throughout the world. Welcome to you from Germany. Achtung, ich rufe noch einmal Stalingrad. Hier ist Stalingrad. Hier ist die Front von der Volga. Welcome to you from New Mexico. Welcome to you from Arizona. If you can find lower prices anywhere, my name ain't Nathan Arizona. So welcome to John's Tarot. First, I'd like to do a, a quick, a couple of quick updates. Uh, I'd like to update. I did. Uh, this is a, a sad day. This is the fifth of July. I'm recording this on, and we had another tragic shooting on the fourth of July in Highland Park. I uh, did a tarot reading on that back in. May 28th and June 2nd, I talked about uh, gun control and the cycle of violence. I uh, suggest you go back there and take a listen to those and um, hear what the tarot had to say. It's a tragic situation. I'm very sad about it. Also, I read in the I, I read in the news today about a uh, quantum computer which is operating 9,000 times faster than the average computers that we have today. Um, I also want, want to refer you back to my podcast on AI and how this how this uh, deserves some watching. Today, though, I think I'm going to talk a little bit about, I had an incident the other, the other week, and it's been kind of sitting on the fire for me. I had a patient in the hospital, and uh, he was a nice enough guy. He was doing actually pretty well. And what, what happened to him was that uh, he was about 32, 34, and he had had an uh, incident when he was like 19. I think he broke his hip in a bicycle accident. And since that time, he had been having problems with opioid narcotics. Now, I'm not against opioids for uh, acute use in the ICU setting. But beyond that, maybe a couple of days if you have a, a dental procedure or you go home after a major surgery, but they definitely deserve some watching. And this guy had been uh, uh, strung out on opioids since that time, since he was 19 years old. Chronic pain is a definite issue. And what I had spoken to this guy just briefly about was how pain was his teacher. Pain was his dharma. And was he learning anything? What happened was uh, he was he was using some fentanyl. He was smoking some fentanyl behind a local restaurant, and he was found unconscious. And uh, he had been a frequent flyer at the hospital for opioid dependence and overdoses. And I asked the guy, he, like I said, he seemed to be a nice enough guy, pain is your dharma, pain is your teacher. Are you learning anything? Obviously, Opioids are not your friend. You're not learning anything. You need to find another path. So it kind of got me thinking and opened up a whole area of inquiry for me on pain. 
one of the first things I hit was uh, a, a doctor, Azita Nashi. Uh, she's a PhD, and she does a uh, a whole. She has written a book on uh, trauma to dharma. And I also looked up a, a guy named uh, David Hancourt, David Hanscourt, or Hanscom. And uh, I'll do a little bit on him next week. And he does uh, some very interesting things on chronic pain. You know, I, I like, I appreciate what a lot of these, uh, what these two people had in common in terms of some of the things they discovered about chronic pain and the way out of chronic pain. My issue with chronic pain, I think, had to do with more of the emotional variety. Uh, I had some emotional pain coming out of my teens and early childhood that I medicated with alcohol and other substances until I finally heard the popping sound. That was my, my head coming out of my, my, my behind. But what Dr. Uh, Nashe says... I, I attempted, she kind of had broken it down and she had some issues regarding an abusive relationship. So her pain was more of the emotional kind. And the way she found out was uh, a lot of times pain has to do with attempting the, our behaviors, our narcotic addiction or possibly suicidal ideation or alcohol and drugs have to do with masking pain, attempting to escape pain. And then the way out of that is generally has to do with acceptance. Yeah, yeah, I got some acceptance of the problem, acceptance that, yes, I have some problems with substance abuse. Yes, I have some problems with emotional problems related to past trauma. And then surrender. You know, that you surrender, you say, you know, all the things I've been trying aren't working. In my own life, acceptance and surrender had to do with, yeah, I have problems with alcoholism. I accept that. I, I, and then surrender that all my solutions to resolving my problems with substance abuse are not working. So I had to surrender to the fact that all my attempts to resolve the issues aren't working. And then the next step is getting some help. And then are you willing, willing to surrender and get some help? Given that all my solutions, all your solutions are not working, are you open to the, getting some help and to discovering some new ways of dealing with this? Uh, what the doc, uh, Dr. Nashe, she, she thinks uh, she found a way that had to do with Kundalini Yoga. I fully, I'm, I'm fully okay with that. And what the Kundalini Yoga does, does for her is it allows her... Uh, an opportunity to separate herself from her thoughts, a little breathing space between thoughts. And this is something that uh, doc, uh, Dr. David Hancom also agrees with, that we need to find a little space between thoughts, between our repetitive, unpleasant thoughts. And she found a way to do this with Kundalini Yoga. In my own practice, I found I was practicing Buddhism at the time, and I remember chanting. And uh, what I was chanting allowed me, that was a type of meditation. And that meditation allowed me to kind of break my repetitive, unpleasant thoughts. And, and a lot of times, these 
unpleasant, repetitive thoughts had to do with anxieties that had to do with uh, just normal living. I had grown up in a difficult uh, environment as a child, so I was always on high alert. And uh, the chanting, the Buddhism, allowed me to escape that condition of high alert. And as I got involved in some type of recovery process, I didn't understand the things they were having me do, but many of those things that they had me do also gave me an opportunity to give me some space between my thoughts. Uh, things like saying the serenity prayer. That gave me a chance to stop my repetitive negative thoughts and think about what was going on. Also, going to those meetings was a place of safety for me. I remember the only safety I felt, uh, the only relief I felt in early sobriety had to do with going to, uh, going to a meeting. It was the only time I felt safe. It was the only time uh, I could come out of that repetitive negative thinking. And I remember some of my, I started to identify some of my repetitive negative thinking, which had to do with sometimes, uh, oh, I had this reoccurring thoughts that I was going to be a failure. I was never going to amount to anything, that I was no good. These things were all things that were passed on to me from my family of origin. And at a certain point, uh, doing all the things that I was doing, I, I identified. I says, hey, wait a minute. That's not me. Those aren't my thoughts. That's not what I want to believe about myself and that these things are holding me back. I was able to identify that. And then I was able to find a way out uh, by engaging in positive actions, positive thinking, and uh, you know things involved with 12-step program and things involved with, uh, involved with Buddhism. Then there was also an issue of anxiety, maybe depression. Maybe anxiety and depression are are very much linked together. And if you're involved in that repetitive negative thinking, it produces anxiety and depression. And when you're involved in anxiety and depression, if you're always looking behind. You're always looking ahead. You're never looking in the present. And I remember they had this uh, saying uh, had to do with, uh, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. And these activities I was involved with, both the Buddhism and the 12-step, really stopped me uh, from projecting too far into the future and and dwelling too much in the past and staying in the present, in the now. And and in, in that point and in that place, I was able to make some plans and actions for my future. Not being responsible for the outcomes of these plans of action, but... For, but making positive plans for my for my future. And as a result of all this, I remember when I got sober that uh, I always I used to say I was the uncola guy. I was unwashed, uneducated, unemployable, and undesirable element of society. Fast forward 33 years. I, am a, I work as an ICU nurse. I'm not a full-time psychic like many of my contemporaries but who I have to compete with. I'm not a full-time psychic. I'm a full-time critical care nurse. I work in an ICU. I also do some critical care transports at an ambulance. But that's how my life has changed as a result of dealing with these issues. 
So we're going to move on into the tarot portion. And um, the questions we're going to ask for the tarot this week are, oh, oh, I want to mention one other thing. We're all coming out of a period of intense anxiety, of intense um, fight or flight as we come out of this COVID thing. Uh, I just got back from a little camping trip and the camping trip was great. But it, and I had a talk with my missus and she pointed out some of the things that I've been doing. Okay, I, I need to make some changes, but I think it had to do with me dwelling and living in a place of intense anxiety, uh, intense fl- fight, flight or fight in regards to what was going on with COVID. I'm able to, uh, to separate myself now and do some positive things, but we're all coming out of that same period. We're all coming out of a period of intense fight or flight. So I think I'm going to ask the tarot today, what is it that the average person can do to find that place of safety, to uh, release themselves from flight or flight related to our, our, our economy, our coming out of COVID, our political structure, our political problems? What is it we can do as individuals so we can gain some uh, introspection? Uh, on our lives, free ourselves from that intense anxiety, and make some plans for the future. So let's switch over to the tarot page. Okay, here I am at my tarot screen. So let's go ahead and gather the cards. I'll move them over here to the move them over here to the corner. Let's shuffle the deck. So, let me kind of tune in for a second. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. All right. Now, my ability to read tarot is a, a gift, an expression of divine love. And I'm here to share it with you in that same spirit. Now, don't make any more mistakes. Whoa, okay. I'll be careful. So... Coming out of this COVID, five cards, coming out of this COVID pandemic, we're now in an endemic stage. Although COVID is still with us and we still have to be careful, I, don't, I know it's not as many people in the hospital. And I'm going to continue to take care of myself and I expect you to do the same. But uh, coming out of the real dangerous part of this, we've all been in a fight or flight, uh, kind of high high alert stage. How can we come out of the high alert stage? How can we gain more perspective on our lives? How can we come out? That's a good question. How can we come out of this high alert stage and gain a little bit more perspective in our lives? I'm going to use five cards. How can we come out of this high alert stage and gain more perspective on our lives? First card, temperance. Oh, that's a good card. I'm going to lay them all out. Second card, that's us. Second card, judgment. That's the obstacle. Third card, in the past. Ten of Wands. What is helping? Oh, that's interesting. 21, the world. That usually indicates the end of a cycle, so that's helping. And what can, what can we expect in the future? 
Queen of Coins. Our first card, Temperance, a temperance card. Moderation, a time for self-healing. How appropriate is that? The soul volunteering the ego for, for cleansing and healing, which may turn the personality inside out. We've all been tempered. We've all been changed by this experience. It's time to use a little moderation, be patient. Uh, that period has now come to an end. We've all been changed by the experience, and it's and it's time to, oh, what does it say here? Adaptation, tempering, tempering, coordination, cooperation, moderation, and self-control. And time, it's time to start applying these things to our lives. The second card, the obstacle, is judgment, uh, reward, new awareness, awakening. You know, we've lived our lives well during this period. We've all done uh, exceptionally well even to survive it. It's time to... Uh, that's the difficulty. Allow yourself to appreciate the good things that you've done, the positivity that you've created, the changes that you have implemented. Go ahead and appreciate those things. We're never going to see life the same way we saw it before. We've all been changed. Allow that some of that change is good. Some of that change we're going to have to let go because it's not going to be appropriate for the new phase that's coming in. The Ten of Wands is uh, stress and pressure. Well, that, and that's just what I was talking about. We've all been living a life of extreme stress and pressure. It's time to start letting that go, uh, staying focused on our goals. But uh, it's not such a life and death situation as it was in the past. Uh, what is helping? Synthesis, uh, the tw 21, the perfect balance. You know, we, it's the end of a phase. And that is helping. It's the end of a phase, of a difficult phase that we've all gone through together. And congratulations for making it through. We're going to start over and a beginning of a new phase. I think this starting over the new phase is going to happen uh, not only politically, physically, in terms of the in terms of what we've been dealing with with the pandemic. I mean, what I'm seeing in the hospital is uh, we're not seeing as many hospitalized patients with COVID. Uh, we're, we're seeing a few of them, but there are a lot less. If COVID didn't get you by now, you probably have some level of immunity. If you've been vaccinated, uh, the vaccines uh, that I've been reading about, they're, they're changing the vaccines to be accommodate the Omicron. It's the end of a phase. It's, it's the part where we're going to have to start learning to live with this thing. It's not going to go away. But the, I think the virus itself doesn't want to kill off its entire host. So we're, we're, we're through the acute phase of this, and we're moving on to the final phase, which is more like living with it. And then the queen of coins, what could expect a nurturing caregiver? Be good to yourself. Um, be good to others. Try, what does it say here? You're called upon to be the loving master of emotional integrity. You know, you made it through this thing. I want to tell you congratulations. Uh, you're going to be required to help other people. But as you help other people, don't let them become dependent upon your help. You know, the point of helping somebody else is to help them to become independent. 
So congratulations. As you become the master of emotional integrity, uh, we're never going to see life the same again. Temperance, yeah, it's time for us to heal, to slowly uh, withdraw from that old way, and to uh, do some introspection. Uh, we've all, the Ten of Wands, we've all been under a period of intense uh, pressure. The, the judgment card, we, we could, you know, time to back away from that, observe that you're, you're going to be all right. Find that safe place in your life. Find that opportunity to meditate and look at your life from a different perspective because a new cycle is starting up and uh, new opportunities. Old, the old way is gone. The new way is coming. And I think that's going to happen, like I said, both politically and in terms of our health care. So I want to congratulate you all for making it this far. Well, I think I'm going to end it for this for this week. You're, well, you're welcome. And uh, go ahead, take a look at those old videos I've done on uh, gun control and uh, the cycle of violence. Also, I did some things on AI that need to be reviewed again. And uh, tune in next week. I'm going to continue on this thing of uh, self-care coming out of the cycle and uh, what, to, what to look for in the future. And we're gonna, I'm going to look at this other, uh, this other doctor. Uh, Hanson, I believe his name was Handsome. Anyway, I'll see you all next week, and I want to wish you all a good week. And be cool, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.